Pissing on a cup. It's a me, Rudyard Kipling. Your urine's <laughs> on a cup. That's going you at the beginning. You pissed on a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast, episode 17, a selectbutton.net guide-in podcast. Every week, we select three games at random from the Super Nintendo library. You get to vote on which one we play, and then we discuss it using the five standardized metrics for scoring a video game, which are vanity, mystery, poetry, harmony, and gun. I'm your host, at Virtual Clint. I'm your co-host, Courier Rice. And today, we are joined by... It's me, Shrug Cross... Tekken? I am Tulpa, and I played this Mario Kart clone. That isn't even a Mario Kart clone. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a clone of a bunch of games that nobody really paid attention to, as far as I'm concerned. That gets us right into it. We are playing this week Battle Cross, which is a Japanese-only top-down racing game uh, in the vein of... I wrote these games down, but I've never played them. Super Off-Road, Super Sprint. Uh, there's a mode in Kirby Air Ride that's like this. That one I have played. But, you know, it's the whole track is on the screen at, at the same time, so you can have a lot of players going at once. The laps are about 12 seconds long, if that. Maybe more like six. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's an interesting game. Uh, it was released in 1994. It was developed by a company called Amax, and I can't find anything about them, like literally nothing. I didn't search for very long, but, you know, it was really weird. Um, it was published by Imagineer, who, in my mind, are best known for porting Populous 2 to the Super Nintendo or publishing the port of Populous 2 to the Super Nintendo, and SimCity 2000 for the N64, which I had forgot existed. Uh, yeah, so that's it's a weird one. It's a weird combo of, of companies that don't really matter. Um, I asked everybody to play an hour, but how long did you play? And I would say how far did you get, but I guess what did you do in this basically party game? I played an hour-ish. Um... <laughs> There's not a lot of meat on those bones, so I, you know, hit the apparent campaign, did a round, went, ha, huh, that was a thing, did a few uh, battle races just against the, against the computer, and did a few weird Pac-Man races. Then I did jumping jacks, which I should have done because I'm sick. I'm not very smart. Wait, did you do jumping jacks in real life or in the game? Uh, when you do them in the game, you do them in real life. <laughs> I I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. But uh, I, I guess I didn't get to see that part. Is that in what mode is that? Uh, that is not in any mode. That was a joke. God damn it. I just... I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't catch the yeah. bit. 
I'm sorry. I'm difficult. You come on to my podcast and you you create falsities about a video game no one's ever played. I'm sorry. There are some true things about this game no one ever played. Uh, the There's a man in a rabbit suit who announces for all these races, which is extremely meaningless because you don't actually ever see any of these announcements. And you play a small boy who wants to eat a lot of food and uh, competes in Battlecross, the most dangerous shonen tournament of racing games in order to earn money to eat a lot of food. Is that from more uh, of your Google translations? Uh, that's from me Googling about this game and someone tried to explain what the plot of the Grand Prix mode was. Oh, uh, okay. You can also play a woman that wants to have a really big house or an old man that wants to score with the ladies. And there's also a regular man who wants to build his own racetrack. I missed this entirely because I didn't play the battle mode. I just played campaign, and I, if there are multiple characters in the, the Grand Prix mode, then I must have completely missed them. Yeah, there's four characters, although the only thing that seems to change is their story and then the uh, uh, color that they have in-game. Uh, and each of them, yeah, has like a dream, and, and they want to do something, and then there's a bunny man. It's very, very strange. Um, it's very strange. So should we actually explain what the uh, mechanics of this game are? Yeah, but let's first actually get into the topic. So our very first topic is gun. And uh, yeah, this game had a lot of literal guns, but it didn't have very much other gun as far as I was concerned. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the basic mechanic, like I said, it's a top-down racer, so you're, you know, you're using tank controls in essence, so when you hit left, your character turns left relative to them, not, not relative to what you're doing. Um, so that's, that's kind of an important thing to, to mention, which makes it very different from something like Mario Kart. And then... I would play, sorry, I'm interrupting you here, I would play a Resident Evil that controlled like this. <laughs> Hold, that button. would be great. <laughs> Hold button, go fast. Just knocking into every single wall all the time. I, ideally, that would be the actual title. Resident Evil, hold button, go fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's better than some of their titles, honestly. <laughs> I, um, I like how this game does not... Wait, are we doing gun? Yeah, we're in gun. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm, I'm out of it or something. Um, but it's... Uh, I I like that this game demands a level of precision that I'm not sure that the controls uh, can give you. Yeah, because you go, when you hit the button to go, you go fast, and it's really hard to turn, and you're on this hover bike, so everything is super slippery, and making these... It's actually really easy to turn, it's too easy to turn, and you will do several 180s if you hold uh, the left or right for more than a half second. This is very that true. That is also true, yes. Yeah, and there are certain times where you really just have to stop moving. Like, if you, like specifically when you get hit by something, like a bullet or a, a cannonball or whatever, that throws you up into the air and spins you around. Um, if you don't 
try to turn in midair, you'll land facing the same direction you got hit. But if you do turn, it adds that rotational direction to the additional rotation you get from being blown up, and you end up usually at a 180 from where you started. Um, so that's like just one example of how touchy this game is. I found that much like uh, F-Zero on the Game Boy Advance, whatever that one, maximum velocity, the biggest thing was not holding the gas, but tapping the gas rapidly every time you try and turn. <laughs> um, that, that really, really helps. Um, and then as a party game, this also has a bunch of power-ups, too. Um, <clears throat> kind of in the vein of Bomberman, you can collect things that will uh, make your speed go up just a little bit. You can collect landmines and, and then drop those. Sometimes you can drop landmines for the whole race. Sometimes you only get one. I couldn't figure out the difference between the two. Uh, you can get guns. So like, And some of them are permanent. You can get a little machine gun that you can just fire whenever. Or you can get like one big missile. Um it's it's kind of interesting. So there's a lot of little power ups, but it all adds to the chaos. This game is just incredibly chaotic. It's 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 madness. <laughs> it is it is hyperactive. Is how I would describe it. The you see the entire track on the screen at once. It's just this polite little box. The the not to get too much into vanity, but with all these cute little micro scale pixels uh that show you everything it's very easy to lose yourself in the pack of racers because everyone is so small and identical except for the color of their helmet yes and but i actually found it because there wasn't any damage when you hit the walls i found after a while that except on the levels where there are specifically like bumper car features to the walls. It's easy to play it as if like, yeah, when there are bumpers that really screw you up in the corners, it is very easy to play it like you are driving a hovering bumper car and just sort of hit the wall just right and shoot off of it. So I could with the, uh, other racers on like medium difficulty i could finish in the top two pretty consistently just like not giving a shit about hitting the wall or not because it doesn't slow you down that much if you do it right and once you get the feel of how fast you are turning at the same time i even though it wasn't that bad for me and i was doing it you know Finishing in the top semi, uh, semi, semi often. I can't talk today. <sighs> At it's... the same time, uh, I would still, every once in a while, lose track of myself. And when I, like, oh, the pack cleared and I'm doing 180s in the corner, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's just very easy, even once you get the feel of the game, to, um, and once you learn to work with the fact that you're going to be slamming into stuff all the time, uh, it's still very easy to lose control of yourself and fuck up and hit the wall wrong. Just like in real life. In real life, you need to hit the wall the right way. Yeah, I 
also had a similar experience uh, in the Grand Prix mode where I found much satisfaction of just like hitting the wall at the, the right angle to go forward and to turn instead of actually trying to control my bike in any way. Which makes the mode where it's it's essentially, I don't know what it's called because I cannot read Japanese. It, it's the tutorial mode. It's uh, Sesume is explanation or something. Well, you can go to any of the tracks and you do X number of laps. It gives you a timer and it also has this neat little racing line uh, marked out in Pac-Man dots. So you are scored on both your time and on how many dots you get. And then at the end of it, the uh, bunny man gives you a face. Uh, sometimes it's disappointed. Sometimes it has big kissy lips. I have never gotten you know? big kissy lips. I've only gotten various flavors of disappointment. Uh, sometimes it gets sultry. I don't know what that's about. You know, I can't read any of the text boxes. But uh, it makes that mode kind of, you know, you're at, that, that mode encourages you to actually race good lines and not slam into the wall. And I didn't like that mode because you can play the game slamming into the wall. That's how I want to play it. Just like real life. And you're valid. Thank you. I needed to hear that. After this game told me I... <laughs> Mysteriously cuts off. <laughs> Battlecross has reached out from the computer and just slapped Shrug. You are not valid, it says, and therefore we hate Battlecross. Um... I, I do really wish this game was a... Uh... Well, I hope it eventually gets a fan translation because there is so much text in it coupled with all of the all these visuals that have so much personality that I'm really curious um, as to what's going on. Yeah, I am too. Like the campaign mode has just tons and tons of text. Like it's, it, it basically seems to be framed as announcers, but also kind of like a, I mean, it's set in a theater of all things, like people sitting in a theater watching a screen. Like, it looks like a, a school assembly, actually. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, since there's so many children. It's, it looks like a school assembly where someone is explaining the story of the hungry boy who wanted to win all of the battle races. That's true. It does look like a school assembly, doesn't it? It's very odd. So I'm wondering what the framing device actually is. Um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty wonderful um there's there's a lot of graphics in this game <laughs> which will I, I definitely want to talk about in vanity because this game is is just brimming with personality i i actually like i really really liked this game um even in single player where it's sort of miserable to be playing a party game alone um but i mean that's my thing and uh i i think the personality of it really helped with that i do like that really as long as you're facing the correct direction you'll be okay like you said you can bounce off of walls and it's like as long as you get yourself oriented in the correct direction and then hit the gas you're fine um the other thing the thing that throws a wrench in that is there is a power up much like um bomberman again there are two curses one of them will reverse your controls for about I mean, in, in like game time, probably two to three laps, which is 
just terrible. I mean, that's awful because it's it's a, it's twofold too. Because once you get used to the curse, then you switch back, and now you have to get used to regular controls again. I mean, it's just oh god. Yeah, I um, when I had like properly figured out what that thing does, I was like, oh well, that's not too difficult because it's just left or right. It's no not up and down switching as well, and so I can orient myself. And then immediately after that, I lost track of what I was. Yeah, exactly. Like you just yeah, anything that that makes you break your attention is definitely going to hurt too in this like it's hard to tell racers from one another thing. So, and there's so much competing for your attention too. Each player has a little icon at the top that tells you what place they're in, right? But the icons are constantly animating and doing different things and I have no idea what any of it meant, but it was so there's so much there's so many graphics, everyone. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And a lot of the, uh, you're going to cut this, right? No, absolutely not. Shit. <laughs> um, a lot of the tracks have, like, uh, underpasses and overpasses, so you briefly won't see yourself, or they have other gimmicks, like, uh, you have an obstacle you have to jump over, or there's freaking pinball flippers on a few of them, or there's one that has a shortcut with a pinball flipper, and you can jump over the pinball flipper if you want to, and it's barely even a shortcut, so why bother? But there's all these little gimmicks and things that can potentially screw you up or you need to pay attention to on top of just keeping track of your tiny hover bike. The pinball track is probably the hardest in a, in a uh, series of tracks that are wildly varying in difficulty, I would say. Oh, one yeah. of the things that, uh, one of the things I found to be a fun thing to do in multiplayer, which I got to play very briefly with uh, plants before this podcast uh, began was to drop a bunch of mines underneath uh, any underpass in the tracks that have underpasses so that no one can see them because you don't see through the underpass. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah, we finally got Netplay working for a game and it took like 45 minutes and then we only got to play for like 15, but that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> but that 15 took up uh, just one race, right? Because you said it was so laggy. It, I think we, we had four four races yeah. because this oh, wow. game we could we pretty much got the full experience of this game from by playing it for an hour. It's very snappy. It's very quick. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, I I wanted to talk about the tracks because you mentioned them being varying in difficulty. They're also just very different. Um, like, the pinball one is definitely the hardest because you do use the walls a lot. At least I ended up using the walls a lot to direct myself and be okay. And there's one section where both walls, it's kind of narrow, and both walls will bounce you back and forth. And you can get stuck there for a long time. I freaking hated that one. Um, there's one, it's a pirate-themed one, and there's a, a pirate ship that constantly shoots cannonballs like every five seconds. That's... Uh, it's not that hard as once you learn to sort of avoid that lane, but oh boy. Um, I never learned to avoid it. Yeah, exactly. 
in one of the the in the jungle track, I think it was. Uh, there's a like a bullet bill or something that shoots out of somewhere, and I got hit. In, I got hit with that three times in a row. Fuck. On like on like I think the same loop on the same lap. So I was just suffering. Uh, that that's uh, actually no no no. I was going to mention something about powers, but you're talking about tracks. Go back to tracks. Oh yeah, I want to mention too. There's okay. Uh, it's it's tricky trying to differentiate these. Let, I want to talk about all the tracks. I want to go back to that bullet bill plus the power ups because there's something interesting there. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else other tracks were there. There's one that's that's got like weird bumpers in it that move up and down that will bounce you off, but not too much. But they just completely bring you to a stop. That one was terrible. I think the ones that that make you stop are the ones that are the worst. I don't like those ones. I want to be going and then maybe get hit with a bullet or something, but I can recover from that versus just getting stuck on a fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, I think there's that... also a secret track that you can only access by holding uh, the left and right bumpers and pressing left on the track select screen, which what? is great. How did you find that out? Oh, someone posted cheat codes on, I can't remember where. I was just reading about the game online, and someone mentioned, oh, there's a secret track. You did research? (laughs) Does this mean I have to give up my reigns as (laughs) co-host? Yes, I've been co-host all along. At the next meetup, you have to... uh tie your hands together with a leather thong and uh, then have a staring contest, I think. Why do I have to be bound for that? Well, it's, I think that was the punchline. Normally that would mean, and then you wrestle or then you have a knife fight. Look, um, I'm not very good at delivering jokes. <laughs> I'm not very good at receiving them. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a nice low-key podcast. We don't need jokes or receiving of jokes. <laughs> Auga! Honk, honk. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this this uh, secret track, I'm playing it now because I wanted to see what it's like, Has it has a train that's going through the track, and if you get hit by the track, you just spin even more out of control than you normally are. Fuck. Wonderful. Sounds good. What is with... Like games like this hiding secrets by specifically holding button combinations and moving on the menu. Because the other game that's sort of like this is Rock and Roll Racing. And there is a secret character where you have to hold L and R and then move left on the character select screen and you get that character. Like, I, and now I'm thinking that all top down racers probably have a cheat code like this. <laughs> um, but yeah, the tracks are wonderful, though. Like, I, I feel like this game is built a lot on novelty. And if I was a little Japanese kid, I can imagine getting this game and then bringing friends over and showing it to them because it's so good the first time around. Once you start trying to get good at it, it's kind of miserable. But it's such a good first experience, you know? Like, I'm really glad we played this. <laughs> I definitely missed out by not getting in on the net play because that this is... Pr- I mean... Definitely, you need friends with it. I, I think I determined the best way to experience this game uh, while we were doing that play uh, when I declared that you should set all of the drivers to be computers and have them race each other and treat this game as a screen saver. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like it's so frantic and fun looking that that's maybe a better experience than actually playing it and trying to win. <laughs> I have a gun thought. About a literal gun. 
Why did I say that like that? Go on. Because <laughs> you're a very rhythmic person. The Infinity Machine Gun. It seems like after you pick up a lot of... You start out the match without a gun, without any kind of bumper weapon. And then you, if you pick up any weapon, you will get a single shotgun after you expend it. It's just like tap, tap, semi-automatic or something. But you can also get an infinite machine gun pickup. Um, in any case, whenever you fire, if your bullet hits somebody... It slows them down, as it normally would in these games, though it never blows them up. Um, I think I there's a like a ferry that goes around on the track that I think might like you can't destroy anybody, but there's a health ferry, and I'm wondering if that like here's statuses or something it does yeah if you get cursed with the left right mix up or the other curse which is just slows you down really bad and you start flashing in, in either case um mm-hmm. yeah the health fairy will will cure that immediately versus having to wait two three laps whatever it is okay cool but when you fire uh it will slow you down for a moment so it discourages which it's discouraged discourages the natural thing to do in this game, which would be just to spray everybody with machine gun fire. And I don't know, I cannot imagine getting skilled and precise enough at this, like, greased hog game to... To actually make that shot land actually, in one, in one Yeah, game. actually reliably be tapping my fire button to slow people down if I wasn't right on their tail and about to run into them if they stopped. But it does imply a mechanic, a like tactical mechanic, where I'm only going to take my shot if it's going to hit, because otherwise they're going to get even further in front of me. It does strike me as a weird way of trying to get around um, everyone just firing constantly. I feel like maybe it would have been better if they had not slowed you down but gave you limited shots. Power-ups of limited shots, maybe? I actually didn't realize that the gun slowed you down at all, so I just fired constantly anyway. (laughs) And I still ended up in like first place because firing constantly does hit everyone. Uh, (laughs) I do want to say real quick... Bulba's using hacks! Oh my god. It does remind me, though, that um, your shots, if you hit a power-up, it will destroy it. I don't know if that was mentioned yet. It was but, not. Uh, I thought that was interesting and another good, an, another an actual good incentive for not firing wildly all the time because there were many times I was like heading to a power-up and just slammed on that shoulder button and then destroyed the ones I love. Just couldn't stop yourself from engaging in gun. You were given a trigger and you could not stop firing. Video games are actually uh, bad for you, it turns out. Guided by the beauty of their weapons. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at that. No, um, yeah, that feels Bomberman-inspired as well. It, Wikipedia specifically mentions Bomberman, so it's stuck in my head. So I've been looking for all the things that are Bomberman-inspired, and one of those, I feel like, is you can destroy power-ups as well, um, which is interesting. Uh, you can blow yourself up, so if you hit 
If you drop a mine and somebody's right behind you, or if you shoot a missile and they're right in front of you, it'll hit both of you. Um, you can throw curses, and they go all the way around the track. It doesn't just go in a straight line. You can, so you can hit yourself with a curse or a you missile. You can also destroy curses uh, with bombs or guns. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so it, it feels like there's a layer just of like interaction. Just like in real life. Just like in real life. I got cursed by a witch, and I and so I blew up the curse with a bomb. Also my house um <laughs> but, no. <laughs> no it's fine my house is fine um the no it's okay do you want to talk do you want to talk about this this sounds important look which curses just happen to me all the time i'm always pitching off pissing off witches and it's it's a real problem it's me it's not them it's me if if i was a witch i would certainly curse me um, anyway, fuck. Here at the Snake Exploration Squad podcast, we've all got issues. <laughs> yep. Podcast of people with issues. Um, shit. Oh, uh, okay. So this is, this is what I want to talk about this at that intersection of power ups and tracks. And I only witnessed this once, but there are, this is so weird. There are little blue slimes that, roam around the track very slowly and you can run them over and they squish and it doesn't slow you down and they seem entirely pointless until you hit them with a gun and then they explode into four different power-ups which is huge and also weird because sometimes the power-ups override each other like if you get a missile and a curse you can only fire whatever you picked up last but that's fine um is that what causes the the quadruple power-ups yeah yeah you just gotta kill the slimes like all I, good video games. I mm, true. I uh I completely failed to pick up on that because I can't drive in a save in a, in a straight line in this game to save my life and that includes aiming. Part of the uh, tutorial mode is uh it includes slimes so that you can train yourself to shoot them but they only give you bonus points. Yeah, see that's that's what uh, I did that, and so I just assumed they had a different purpose. I uh, when you play Grand Prix, after every race, you are get when you get your place, you're given a set amount of points. And uh, the first two or three times I got through three races on Grand Prix, it reached a certain checkpoint where it was dissatisfied with me being not in first place. Uh, like even second place was considered a failure, and so. I would try and figure out, like, what are those points coming from? Because the way I was playing, um, I feel like I should have eventually gotten enough points to be in first place. And I wasn't sure if points were gained from your placement after a race or if it was from the amount of slimes you killed or shooting others. Or I was so confused. I didn't think about it too hard, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, oh, the thing I wanted to say about slimes. Okay, you mentioned in that jungle map, there's a bullet bill. If the bullet bill hits a slime, it explodes into four power-ups. That feels like a real nice touch. And I believe if the bullet bills hit power-ups, those also get destroyed. There's a level of interactivity here that I'm I'm surprised with. But yeah, the point... That is nice. I like that. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm you, you were reaffirming that I said something nice, so I'm very happy. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what we do here. Yeah, we're all nice, reaffirming people. Unless we're I talking hate about all of you. <laughs> Damn it, shrug. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the Grand Prix point system, I think, was just based on what place you're in. But yeah, it'll kick you out if you're doing too badly, which 
sucks. Because sometimes I would play three races and sometimes four, and I'm never sure why. It was weird. I I think the the one where I played four, I was tied for first, and so I was like, fuck it, play another one, idiot. <laughs> I think, uh, let's see, like, the time I finally successfully played through three races, and it was like, yeah, da, go on, and I was like, okay, and then I did a fourth, and I failed that one, and then they were like, you fucked up. It's game over again, or whatever. And then they had the weird password screen, I think it was, with the, the bunny man whose legs stretch incredibly tall as he tries to reach different Japanese uh, hiragana characters on the the display or whatever's happening. I'm so confused with this game. I don't understand anything that's happening. The password screen was fucking weird. I don't know what's going on there, because instead of going directly into the campaign, it takes you to a password screen, and if you put in no password, then it goes to the character select. But if you if you finish a Grand Prix by winning or losing, then you get a password, and then you get to play the same set of tracks again. It almost feels like a seed, like you're getting a seed so that you can play the same you know, three or four tracks in a row. It's fucking weird, though. The whole thing, that that really confused me. This is, I feel like, hmm, the, the language barrier really does not help with this. I feel like maybe something would be explained if we just knew what was going on at all, ever. Yeah. <laughs> if we could read, if we weren't illiterate. <laughs> if we weren't stupid idiots that don't know what words mean. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention for Gun is that, and this this is really cool and feels like an accessibility feature. Um, when you're playing versus, you can turn on. So there, there, it'll ask you, do you want this to be a person or a CPU? Or there's a third option, which is CPU and person, and they look like buddies. Um, when you pick CPU and person, the computer steers for you, and it's not great. Uh, but you can also add your own steering, so you can steer it into different places, but it'll try and get you around the track. And you really, all you're controlling is the weapons, and then if you want to kind of take it off track and pick up a power-up or something. That felt really cool. That feels like, okay, I have a four-year-old sibling, and I want them to play this game with me, but I'm always kicking their ass and they don't want to play. I'll let the computer steer for them, and that puts us on a little bit more of an even playing field. I liked that. That sounds I, very I ahead the, of its time. I was the four-year-old sibling in this case. <laughs> 30 frames of lag the entire time we played uh, Netplay. It sounds very, uh, it sounds like what Mario Kart 8 does, where they let, they let you do auto steering. So, like, it sounds very ahead of its time. Uh, another thing that's actually reminds me of Mario Kart 8, because I don't play a lot of Mario Karts, but I do have 8, and I've enjoyed that to a degree. Um, and. Uh, the, the power up, there's a, there's a power up that I can't really figure out what the image is. Uh, it appears to be maybe a strong woman or something, or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's not a woman at all. I don't know. It's some kind of person and you take it and you immediately just go on to auto super powered up and you race forward around the track over and over until you're like in first or I don't know. It seems like it, it, just decides on its own how long it's going to do it. I went from like fifth place to first place in right at the end of one of the races for that. And that reminds me a lot of the bullet bill power up in Mario Kart eight. If it were a lot more capricious. 
and the computer can get it, and that's annoying. Also, it looks fucking weird because the the uh, you end up going so fast, and the in moving so precise on this little tiny precise little track. You're moving more precise than you physically can move if you control the game yourself. And actually, in defense of the uh, auto steering mode, I don't think it's just for like having a four year old kid to play with. I think it's if you want to like focus on the actually fun part of the game and not trying to uh, fight the controls while you are moving at F zero speeds on a track the size of a diorama. It's the win or lose option. You turn it on if you want to win, but not play the game. You turn it off if you want to play the game and lose. <laughs> no, you still you still play the game, but you're only focusing on the part that's actually enjoyable, which is picking up power ups and blowing up everyone else on screen. Uh, okay, just like in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is like the most realistic game we've played yet, next to Clock Tower, which is uh, my uh, this is a biography of my life. <laughs> Uh, Clock Tower is is everyone. Um, no, it's just you, Curry. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> no, I I feel like the biggest thing that this game could have had was the Mario Kart thing, where instead of getting specific power ups, you pick up a mystery power up, and then the computer gets to decide what you get uh, based on. Uh, sorry, I'm getting a weird call. Uh, based on the. Uh, uh, how far behind you are because it really sucks when the CPU is in first and gets that bullet bill esque power up where you just race around the track, which I called the super scion power up because it's an angry guy with spiky blonde hair, if I remember correctly. Um, and Did you pronounce it scion? How is it fucking pronounced? I don't watch Dragon Ball. Or well, Z. You're, you're, I mean, you, that's uh, that's certainly that's like half and half what the English and Japanese that would be in English in over in America we call it a saiyan over in. A, in Japan, it's a Saiyajin, so you're you're kind of like in between. I regard Goku as a very strong woman. That's my headcanon, and no one can dissuade me. Respect her, say her name, let her be known. <laughs> I didn't know I was saying that wrong. I'm I'm lost now. <laughs> I've always read that as Scion. This is That's, bad. I, I, when you said that, I immediately thought of S-C-I-O-N, and I was just like, what? So, this is this is a wonderful moment right here. <laughs> oh my god, this is like when I found out that epitome wasn't pronounced epitome. Oh my god. <laughs> I, ha- I had a friend, I still have a friend, he's one of the few friends that I retain in physical space, though... He's becoming more and more of a reactionary jackass as he grows older. At least this kid's cool. Anyway, uh, he, like me, learned lots of words through reading them. And up until we met, and a short while after we met, and he said this in front of like a dozen people, he thought that nubile was pronounced nubble. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That's very so, Snexplorate. That's very us. That's very I bring aesthetic. that up as often as I can, which is surprisingly often. Arcanon. I would definitely have, if I was going to pronounce that wrong, it would have been Nubile. 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 
We are French here. Um, <laughs> Nubbly. Nubbly. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> uh, I think... I don't, I don't have any more gun stuff other than a list of power-ups, which I think is complete. Um, but does anybody have other more any more gun stuff? At least... At least... The counterpoint to your point about uh, power-up distribution uh, being truly egalitarian here is uh, no red shell. That's true. No red shell, but both of the uh, uh, both of the missiles? Uh, missiles and the reverse controls thing move around the trash kind of like they are a red shell and they never disappear. See, I like that because at you least gives you. Good. Yeah, exactly. You gotta your, your dodge on. It's a lack of get, blue shell that really makes this fair. You gotta Sorry, go on. get 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 good. Get good. So this is the Dark Souls of Super Nintendo single screen racing games. No, that's Micro Machines too. That's not a single screen game, though. Damn you it! Move, you move around the screen. It's not a single screen game because everyone who's ever played that game owns two TVs. <laughs> I'm a fake. I'm a fake girl gamer. I've outed myself. Oh no! <laughs> I'm glad. That's you- okay. I think all of us except Curry are fake girl gamers. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would follow it up, but that's uh it's true. <laughs> no, I don't I just really don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> sorry, I'm lost here. Okay. Um I'm just gonna for posterity list all the power ups because there's one we didn't mention. There's there is a fast machine gun where you can just hold it and it fires like but there is a slow machine gun, it's the same bullet. But it has, but you can only fire it every so often. So like every, let's say half second. So that's a, that's a big difference. I don't know what it looks like because sometimes I had it and sometimes it didn't. Anyway, uh, there's the slow curse, the left and right curse. There's a missile, which like you said, goes around and, uh, will just keep going around the track, which I like. Uh, there's mines and sometimes you have infinite mines and you can place them every again, like, second or so and sometimes you only get one i don't know about that there's a nitro where you hit it and you go real fast for about like a screen length uh and then there's a super scion and then (laughs) there's uh the speed up which makes your speed permanently increase and i think that's all the power up so i just want i wrote it down so i wanted to say it was anyone able to uh thank you for explaining all those oh by the way um, but it, was anyone able to uh, keep up with what all of the little displays at the top of the screen were showing uh, what place you were in? Because there was a little like animation beside each of them, like some sort of tiny pre-gif and uh, or proto-gif, I should say. And like I couldn't keep up with any of them because there's so much going on in this game constantly that I could that I could not afford to. There was one where everyone, I don't know, I noticed, I don't know if they were different for every track, but on, I noticed once that everyone was arranged as the cars on a train. Oh, like, that's the, like, progress bar, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that seemed 
That seemed like an odd way to do progress for uh, to me, but I'm not sure that it is actually odd. It was just like like running around ten laps, uh, portray like when you can go left, right, and get lost and spin around, and uh, everybody can knock each other down. It seemed like portraying it in a straight line completely threw me off. Everything threw me off here. I'm I don't know how to play a video game. It really just made it. it sort of robbed me of my will to want to place because if I see a train A fucking hate trains <laughs> based on personal experience um, just don't like them uh, two I want to be the caboose if I've got to be in a train caboose wait to the back of a train how could you hate trains? I love trains. I'm like two seconds away from turning into a train otaku at any point in my life. I thought you were going to say you're 20 minutes or just like 20 seconds away from turning into a train at any point. A train furry. I used to work on a dock as a security guard, as y'all are probably familiar. Um, I didn't know that, but I fully believe it. Okay. Well, You're I work strong. Uh, I'm not very strong, but that's nice of you to say. Um, I was a security guard on cruise ship docks in Alaska. Uh, it was a seasonal job, and the one of the docks was owned by the local tourist railroad, and they ran the train down onto the dock because they had railroad tracks that went down on the, onto the dock and they picked up tourists there and there was no point in the day when the tourists were more touristy and more difficult to manage than when the train was there. So I came to resent uh, all trains even though there I made a very good friend who loves trains, who has a train tattoo on her body. She has it's trains a, on her flesh. Is it, a, is it a train with an arrow through it to show that, you know, you love it? Uh, not that I recall. She you know, even, like, a, like a heart with an arrow through it, you know, uh, like that. Or, or, like, or, like, or like a mom with a, an arrow through it because you love your mom. Zergal, it was just a steam locomotive. Even she hated that train in time. Because <laughs> that train will make you hate trains. I'm that just train. a little train never leaving my station. <laughs> but it sounds more like you hate the people who took that train. This is a fruitful tangent. Yes. I suppose I coveted that train. I just want to... I want to. I want to say I have a history with trains, sort of two generations back, because my paternal grandfather, who is a terrible person, and I don't want to go into any details, but he was obsessed with trains, like really, truly obsessed with trains. The only time I ever met him, I met him once. Um, we, he was like eighty something, living in a trailer. Um, no judgment on trailers. Love trailers. Lived in a trailer for a while. Um, but the point being that he had like a small yard and he had built an entire train set in it. Um, and it's not uncommon, but it is the only running theme throughout his entire life is that he 
fucking loves trains and will never stop talking about trains. So I have a thing, <laughs> I have a thing against trains. Weirdly, my mom, uh, ended up also building a train set, but it was a much smaller scale. It's kind of you could fit like on a dinner table. And I actually really liked that because it was cute. And I like dioramas and little things. That's which is that's very my aesthetic. Which, which actually is ties probably a good place to transition into vanity for yeah. this episode. <laughs> because exactly. this is nothing but dioramas. Yes. It's very cute. Let's talk about I, I need to do the the thing so I have a place to put our music and then we'll talk about vanity. So let's talk about our next topic, which is vanity. Uh but yeah, this game is very cute. Tell me about the diorama of this game. Well it each track is its own miniature little world with its own unique theme. Like, there's a snow daruma theme for one of the tracks, and that's literally the name of the track, too. Uh, and it just has uh, little uh, snow people in the background throwing snowballs at stuff. There's a pirate pirate track that has, like, all of the iconic piratey things going on at once. I'm just now noticing the pirate thing in the bottom right has a little skull cove island for literally no reason. It does nothing. But it's just there, and it's nice. Yeah, and the aesthetics of all of these tracks are pretty much flawless, which is probably the best thing I can say about this game, because I want to treat this game like a screensaver and not a real video game, because it's not a real video game. The beach track has, like, a weird... uh del toro fuck monster coming out of the water down in the bottom like hey right next to the racetrack use a fish man does it want to fuck del toro thinks it does i loved that movie by the way that was a real good movie i liked it that fish man uh in in this game not in the del toro movie uh looks kind of like well, it looks like a few things. It looks like the old version of the Zelda Zoras. It also looks kind of like, um, what's his name? It's like Xander or something, or Xandra from the Legend of Valkyrie games. And one day we're going to end up playing Warlow and we're all going to suffer. Just letting you know. Because I've played that. And that is possibly the hardest game ever made. <laughs> I, I <laughs> oh, there's the there's the snow peak level. Uh, someone just posted that it might have been you, might have been Tulpa. Uh, it's uh, I l as soon as I popped into that stage, I absolutely loved the little cliff in the top right that shows the little coyote or wolf or something. Just no, that's not even the one I'm thinking of. Though, let me grab a screenshot of that one. Oh, okay, but still, this one, this little dog, this little doggo. That that this little pup. that little doggo is very good. Especially, especially the way it obscures the track. Just yes. <laughs> there's a little bit of dimension. It's blocking the corner of the track. Whatever. It doesn't just it block just the track. Um, it obscures. It obscures an ice puddle, so or an ice spot. So it's like, it's it's actually dangerous. Yeah, like and it, I don't know. I really loved the track art in this. I pulled all these screenshots from. Uh, 
uh, a, a place called VG Junk, Video Game Junk. So shouts, shout outs to whoever runs that for writing a whole article about this in which I learned a lot about Battlecross and I didn't have to take my own screenshots. <laughs> shout out to your junk. Shout out to... Hey, there's the fish man ready to fuck. Hi, Curry's palm. <laughs> Mom, take me to go see Shape of Water. Buy me a McDonald's. <laughs> okay, there was there was there was totally a girl there with her mother sitting right. I made my it was my birthday. I made my friend I'm like, we're gonna see the fish monster movie. We're gonna see the girl fucks fish movie and he had he hadn't even heard of it. He thought I was joking. Then he looked it up. He's like, Oh yeah, they're gonna fuck. Whoops. Okay. Huh. And, uh... The joke is that, actually, the twist of the movie is that they both get inside a Jaeger and go beat up a kaiju. Because, <laughs> yep. I mean... The final honest, scene. Honestly, like... I, one, I haven't, I haven't seen the movie, and obviously none of us are going to spoil it because that would be rude. Um, but... Like... It's a Del Toro movie... Clearly, this woman and fish who can communicate without speaking, they're obviously drift compatible. <laughs> Look, I gotta say, <laughs> I haven't seen the big robot movie, but I have seen Shape of Water. And I can't say it would be improved with a big robot, but I can't say it'd be worse without with a big robot either. So that movie's really fucking good, and I would never want to see it with anybody I'm related to. Jesus Christ. I was just, I kept looking over like... Huh. I wonder if they knew. If they do. I bet, I bet, did she ask mom to take her? Like, how old is she? Did she need her mom to get into this movie? Is that what's happening here? Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. I mean, the opening scene is a pretty clear indicator of this is not a movie to watch with your family. Oh yeah, that that would have been like if it, if it was on Netflix trying to watch it at Christmas with not that I do this, but you know, watch it at Christmas with my parents or something. I would have been like, "Oh fuck, turn it off, turn it off." Well, I was talking about how I hoped we saw some fish stick and my friend was like, "There's no way they're going to show a fish stick." And then after the f- opening movie, he leaned over or after the opening, he leaned over and said, "We might see a fish stick." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a potential for fish stick. Anyway, this children's game is really cute. <laughs> yeah. Don't no put fish... that fish stick in the microwave. No fish stick in it. As far as I can tell, I can't read Japanese. I guess there could have been a fish stick in the text, so we're leaving you it know, open to the option of having a fish penis. I was really worried that we were going to go a whole episode without saying something completely irresponsible. I was laughing, but I forgot to hit push to talk, so... Ha 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 ha. That's what I did. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so sincere. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, so... <laughs> Battle Cross. Um, yeah, I don't know. It looked really good. The music was fucking boring. The music was nothing. What? I thought... Th- oh, wait. No, the music was terrible. I thought it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> it was functional. That's how I felt about it. It didn't like. I don't great. remember any of it, even though I played this like an hour ago. 
Exactly. That's my my biggest metric for good music is, do I remember a single note of it? And if the answer is no, then no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> um, oh, so I do. OK, sorry. You had mentioned, Curry, that there was all those little proto gifts in the at the top. And I did. I forgot to mention it. So vanity is a good spot to mention it. So when you're in certain places, it just tells you if you're number one or two or whatever. But those little animations seem to be related to what's happening. Because I was in first, and I saw it was like, go, go, go. So I was like, okay, you're doing well. But then I hit something, and it was like, no. So I think that it's related to what is happening to you, not just your place. There was, there's a ton of them, too. There's one where I saw it's, a young it's man. It's actually randomized. I'm paying attention to them exclusively right now. They are completely random oh what? my god that's this game <laughs> that's wonderful it's, so, it's just so hyper it doesn't even give a shit what it's doing the place markers do change or the the aesthetic of the place markers at the top of the screen do change sometimes it's a train sometimes it's caves when you're in the jungle it's huts Interesting. So there's even there's so many graphics in this game. <laughs> and so many with graphics. the snow stages, it's um, it's a giant airship. It's Doctor Robotnik watching, waiting. Guys, this game might be real. Sky cute. Fortress. Yeah, this game is adorable, which is why it's perfect as a screensaver. That's going to be my through line. Like, it lets you play it as a screensaver, so it does everything you need it to do. Yeah, the only thing it doesn't do is automate changing tracks, you know? Like, you have to do that yourself. Yeah, but that's that's generally just a good time to uh, stand up and stretch and uh, remember that you were doing something besides looking at a Super Nintendo gameplay itself. <laughs> so just set it to 99 laps. It'll be done in about 20 minutes. And then, uh, yeah, just get to go, go take a break. Go walk outside, you know, go pet a dog or something. Go do your tax returns. Oh, Think fuck. about how much you hate trains. Think about trains and how much you hate them. I'm glad, I'm glad that we both hate trains in a way. That's nice. We have very different reasons, but like, fuck trains. Uh, but don't fuck trains. Don't fuck, I mean, don't fuck trains. Okay, God. Oh, shit. Now I have to talk about my dad. Um, <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> so my dad thought that it would be a good idea to release an album. And to his credit, he released two. Like, and, and there, my dad, okay. My dad thought there was a place. Train fucker one. <laughs> and train fucker two come on the tracks. <laughs> oh, goodness. My. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Carrie's mom. I almost just said hi, mom, which is even more appropriate. Um, <laughs> so my my father produced a track on his first album called Dad a Porks a Train. Uh, oh. Oh, no. And it's it's about his father trying to fuck a train. I mean, that's it. That's his really father. it. Yeah, his father. So his father being my grandfather. Did he grandfather. tell you this is about your grandpa's sexual activities? Yes. He played me the track multiple times. I was like nine. My dad's weird. Your dad sounds amazing. He's Yeah, he's got he's got good parts. <laughs> but so I mean, it, sound... it sounds like he's got a sense of humor, which is certainly better than what I've got going. This is... <laughs> 
seems like a strange parallel with Tulpa's dad taking a woman on a first date to see Crash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something that happened. And he was driving a very uh, beat-up white van at the time that looks like it was going to fall apart at any moment. So uh, this woman was, like, fearing for her life on the ride home because she thought that my dad was a huge old perv who got off to car crashes. And he was dressed (laughs) as James Dean. No, he wasn't. (laughs) My dad looks kind of like if Tommy Wiseau did not have so many stars on his face. Oh, interesting. (laughs) I... uh, Is is that why Tommy Wiseau looks like that? Um... I was... (laughs) Sorry, I just got the joke. I get it. (laughs) You're good. Um... What was I going to say? I was going to say, oh, I was going to say, did this story get told in the last cast as well? Because I, or was it like after the cast? It was after the cast or I told it in person at the meetup. Uh, okay, it's okay. One of my favorite stories about my dad. It's I saw a good it. Story. I saw it on the forums as well. So it's been told at least three times, but this is the first audio recording of it, I think. So another Snexploration exclusive, a Snexclusive. A Snoosive. <laughs> Snoop. Um, oh yeah other aesthetic things uh speaking of uh just vulgarity and bad ideas i i love that the highest difficulty level that you can select for the computer players is uh, a a little racer sprite flipping you off yeah Uh, i keep miss i miss that detail again but i remember you posted that in the discord uh, like yesterday, and that looked amazing. Yeah, the uh, difficulty selection is not words. It is a little icon of, it's a little torso of a racer, and his arms move. His or hers, who knows? Hold on, I found a completely new menu that I've never seen before. I'm, oh my god. I'm going to have to uh, translate this in a second, so uh, yeah. I'll I'll get back to you because this is I have never seen this. Well, fuck! But it it, it yeah, goes coming up. It goes <laughs> from them holding their their hands down in front of them, nervously rubbing them together, all the way to hand up raised, flipping you off. And it's not at all a question. Like sometimes you're like, oh, you know. Sp- pixel art, small sprites, easy to interpret different ways. This is a dude fucking... Well, maybe not a dude. Like you said, this is a person. This is a dude fucking. This is a dude fucking. This is a person flipping you... <laughs> That's r- the hardest difficulty is a guy literally having intercourse. <laughs> yeah, just With like... With a train! Fucking a train! With a train, yes. Um, yeah, no, this is just a, a racer flipping you off. There is... Yeah, you could move those little pixels one line to the left and it would be an index finger that is a middle finger that they are flipping you off and it's it's like it's not even it's animated it has two frames of animation and that little arm bobs up and down like somebody who really fucking hates you <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that's pretty hard to misunderstand if you didn't bring your hover bike you can sit on this buddy <laughs> exactly get your laser disc out and spit it on this I like that. So yeah, that that is my fa- that is definitely going to be the emoji that goes into the Discord because fuck everything else in this game. Like that's incredible. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, oh, go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. I was just going to quickly mention that uh, while we were still in Vanity, that uh, something I mentioned earlier in the Discord is that uh, when you go to the sound uh, the, the 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 sound test screen, um, there are two little speaker characters along with a band, and the band are gonna play whatever music that you set it to, which is kind of like what they did with the Chester Cheetah game we played. Um, but the two little speakers are um, anthropomorphized. They jump up and down. They have happy faces and stuff. But if you set it to monaural, then uh, one of them just goes to sleep. And I thought that was just a, a cute little detail. Oh, that's really cute. I like that. This game really focused on the details, and I appreciate that. For could be, I think that party games really should be focused on the aesthetic details because there's not that much going on mechanically, so it should be a joy to witness it. Uh, especially the first time, because uh, very often, like I say, I think you're introducing this to people, and so it should be easy to pick up and a joy to view. Um, and and this game really gets both of those down. Like I was really up on this game. Like I even had a fun time in single player. So I was I was really happy with it. But, uh, but yeah, I I like never won, and I still enjoyed myself. So yeah, it was like, and I also did terribly, but <laughs> which is why I failed. But it was yeah, it was uh, it was just nice to see all of this visual information coming at me as I was struggling with my very tiny person on this diorama track. Uh, let's not forget the presentation of the uh, end of the race, which is a very cute display of brutality. And... Uh, and uh, gloating where a rabbit man, this must be something distinctly Japanese that I do not understand, a rabbit man is piling up a bunch of pillows. He's piling, he has, a, he has four purple, purple pillows, and he piles the fifth one on, and then the racer who won with whatever color helmet they are, and he leaps up the the rabbit puts the pillow up and then jumps on up themselves to sit there and then the racer leaps up punches them off of it settles down themselves and raises their hands into the air in victory while the other dejected racers file forward past the camera in the foreground um, oh wow that sounds great it's Kind of adorable, and then someone, some official, is sitting off to the side with, with a uh, behind a desk with Mount Fuji on it, laughing. You just fucked up that rabbit, son. You mentioned uh, that it was a very, it seemed very foreign and uh, probably Japanese. I mean, obviously, but um, uh, I. I think that the pillows thing is a reference to like emperors and the like, uh, kind of high authority members of traditional Japanese customs that uh, would sit on these pillows while addressing people or whatever. And I think they wanted to try to just keep on stacking the pillows up as a sort of visual gag, maybe mixed with the. Uh, the winner's podium that shows uh, the first place, second place, and third place. I don't know. I'm, I don't have the image with me. I'm purely guessing based on what you said. Does that sound at all like 
it might be the thing, or did I misunderstand? It it is sort of like a winner's podium with only one slot. Only one slot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that would that would match up with my experiences where even in second place, they don't really give a shit about you. There's the image Clint posted. Yeah. Okay. Second so. place is first loser. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Look, that's the the only reason I know second place is first loser is from the ballad of Ricky Bobby with Will Ferrell and you that other guy. Never went to grade school. I did, but I was in the gifted and talented program, so they told us we were geniuses. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Which has scarred no me to this day. <laughs> I have no idea what this secret menu is. I think it's for a party mode. Oh, oh that's adorable. Fuck. All these little faces. How did you get there? I just set all of the players to CPUs in, uh, in the regular uh, battle mode. Oh, wow. Do you think it's like... Is it like a, a betting mode? No. Oh, you know I'm... what? It is! Uh, I'm oh. going to take a screenshot of this uh, next screen so that you can see. Guess we solved the mystery. I know that old, that middle-aged man in the middle, uh, the colorful words to the left of it say, Oyaji no Yoso, which I don't know what Yoso is, but Oyaji definitely means old man. <laughs> and that it's So it's something about him. Are it's you sure this is to... not an advent calendar? It does kind of look like an advent calendar. Yeah, this looks like betting. Yoso seems to mean elderly, so it's very redundant. (laughs) Wow, this is I. This is amazing. This game is so strange. Like, there's a lot going on. I can't believe this manages to be the salaryman corner game in and of itself. Yeah, seriously. Which, by the way, I didn't play that game, so I hope y'all have fun talking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, wow, this is great. This is this is another s- snoozive. I don't think anybody's ever talked about this because nobody has ever set all the, the players to CPU to have a screensaver. You know, <laughs> that very upper left face definitely looks like a meme face, though. That looks like some sort of troll face thing. Anyway. Mid two thousand. This memes. is it's actually the whole screen is just a rage comic. It's a fucking rage comic. You're right. <laughs> well, shit, that's great. Um, it's really a huge shame that we're an audio podcast. It, yeah, versus all those video podcasts. <laughs> uh, maybe it could video be a podcasts are kind of a thing, aren't they? I, think I mean, just called YouTube videos. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was gonna say like it. Like Game Grumps is basically a video podcast. That's true. And then they have then they have an audio podcast that they do on YouTube. So it's like there's like no video, I guess, but the podcast is there. I don't know. Anyway, I'm talking about Game Grumps too much for my own uh, comfort. I just want to say that, like, as much as I have, I've probably watched like 300 hours of Game Grumps at this point in my life. I think that a Game Grumps podcast would be the worst fucking experience ever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, you don't want to hear these people's opinions. Yep. I just want to watch you yell at video games, please. <laughs> I just, I just mm-hmm. want, and by I want, I mean, I don't want to listen to Aaron say, how does this game work? By the way, let me tell you about the time I threw up and barfed at the same time. 
Oh, God. Maybe if there had been a podcast, they would have known about JonTron faster. Oh, fuck, yeah, that would have been real. I hope that would have been real fast. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I like the Game Grumps, so... I tr- you know, I tried to watch them... Okay, I'm just tangenting out. Fuck it. I tried to watch them playing Mario Odyssey, and they started talking about how Mario was on the cover wearing a sombrero and a poncho, but they had to take it off because it offended people. And I was like, oh, God, no, please, stop. <laughs> they do have kind of an anti-Tumblr opinion thing, which is like, okay... Like yeah. Maybe this is because they have a Reddit. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. That's a, I don't know. Fucking Tumblr kids. I'm so furthering the tangent. I'm so confused by... Like, I know that the stereotype of Tumblr is... Did you drop your vape? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was literally uh, sorry, vaping as you said that, so I coughed it all out. Um, go on, Shrug. <laughs> I know. I know the stereotype of Tumblr is extreme leftist identity politics. Blah blah. Tumblr kids. Ha ha ha. But Tumblr is where I always stumble across Nazis. So. <laughs> Tumblr is a very uh, Tum- multifaceted thing. You can find yeah. anybody if you come at it from the right it's angle. It's just a bunch of fucking people. First time I went on Tumblr, I got stuck in a like a bog of menswear blogs. <laughs> and I couldn't get out. <laughs> the only time I posted anything slightly controversial on Tumblr, which was that I didn't think that Hotline Miami 2 should be a game, I got attacked by somebody who was like, no, it wasn't even that. It was like that they, they did something nasty in a, in like some, you know, PAX presentation or something. And I was like, this sucks. And I think it sucks. And somebody was like, yeah, but what about media it should be confrontational and also men's rights and i was like fucking oh, god oh. <laughs> it's just like where'd you come from why are you doing this yeah how did you Here. find out about me like I, th- there was like two people who reblogged me and why do you follow them because they're both my friends and they're both super lefties come on <laughs> uh, there are people who troll the tags and the tags work in that you don't actually have to tag something something as long as the words show up in your uh in your post i'm pretty sure that someone can search for it Oh, I've, I've I've definitely said before, like, oh, hey, I'm having some dysphoria, blah, blah, blah. And then someone popped out of nowhere and was like, yeah, well, maybe you should. And I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck! God, the internet is a I'm hellscape. Like, I'm like, chill out, my dude. Fuck it. No. God. No, I, no. This is, this is the, <laughs> this is your safe refuge on the internet. We love you, whoever you are, unless you're a fucking Nazi. <laughs> Ah, shit. Okay, um, we've talked a lot about vanity. Um, a- any other vanity notes before we move on? I can't believe this game has a dedicated horse betting mode for your battle horses. That's so good. This game is like... Uh, it's really not amazing, but I want it to be amazing. I wish it had about twice as many tracks, because the tracks being different is the best part. And I wish that it was slightly less chaotic. And then I think it would be the perfect party game. It would be good today as a, an amazing party game. That's what I feel. I really wish Sakarina had been on this cast. This would have been really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially considering our, our first Pachi Slot game is going to be on here. So should I be saying Pachi Slot or Patchy Slot? I feel like Pachi. Oh, I'm not sure it matters, but I think that you're right the first time, maybe? Pachi slot sounds right. Patchy Scion. (laughs) Yes. Patchy offspring. (laughs) 
I'm so happy that they made a dedicated mode just for me. Because this is a lot better than actual horse racing games. Because it's cute and charming. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> no, it's never been cute or no, charming. Not, uh, a fucking horse. Cute and charming. <laughs> I never. When I was in in grade school before I started being homeschooled, I remember a lot of like the girls in my class specifically reading Black Beauty and being all about it. And I read it, and I was like, "Man, I fucking hate horses. This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Hey, Clint. When you were homeschooled, because I was homeschooled too, so I'm speaking from my experience. Uh, did you uh, ever get? stuck on learning about Egypt, like, permanently? No. Okay, that was, like, a thing for us. We just, every once in a while, we were like, okay, we're gonna try to learn Egypt again. And so we just <laughs> keep on revisiting it until we all hated Egypt. I oh didn't know God. we had three fucking homeschool kids. This is terrible. <laughs> Who's the third? It's me. Yeah! Oh, my God! I, I homeschooled for what would have been middle school. Yeah, that's about when I did it. Yeah, that's uh, oh, that's when I did it too. I started in middle school. I I I started getting bad grades, and my parents were like, "We're gonna homeschool you." And then I did it until I graduated. So, wow. I went to public high school, and by then I had been broken for like the way we homeschooled was. My mother gave me work, and I did the work. Um, so I was used to self-directed and it was how I learned best being self-directed and just working through the work and so that is not how public school works so I was broken for public education when I went back to high school and it did not go well yeah I can imagine I I can uh, relate to that Yeah, I don't, if I'd gone to high school, like public high school, like I think if I'd stayed in middle school and pushed through, it would have been okay, but public high school would have been a fucking disaster for me. Like, there, there's a lot of shit that I resent about being homeschooled, but going to high school, public high school would have been way worse than, than like, just staying at home. Like, fuck it. <laughs> Oof. Um, shit, well, I found out new things about two of our podcasts. I'm so happy about this. <laughs> We were all in the same orphanage, and we forgot. <laughs> okay, what now we have is to that? solve crimes. Was that Gosick? <laughs> I wait. Isn't that Final Fantasy VIII? Yes, that's what I was going for. <laughs> okay, I, thank you. <laughs> I just reference that at every opportunity, but I uh, I do like the uh, revisionist history that in Final Fantasy VIII they have to fight crimes. <laughs> the crime is systemic oppression. And time. Time crimes is actually the plot. That's a time movie. Cr- time crime yeah. oppression. Chrono Criminess. Wait. I'm sorry, could you say that again a little slower? <laughs> Chrono Criminess. AKA Male Gaze the Movie. Oh, yeah. AKA yeah. Chrono Trigger 3. <laughs> I c- okay. I'm t- Male Gaze turns you into a time. Murderer. That's what I learned from that movie. Well, fuck. Nice. Male gays have often turned me into time murderers. Wait, what? I peeped on that lady and now I've got to kill somebody. Shit. Shit. It's uh, a pretty good lesson, actually. In a way, don't, yes. Don't go, don't go peeping. You might have to become even worse in order to maintain the timeline. 
Oh my god. Okay, fuck. It definitely sounds like something someone from Reddit would say. I just want to say I like okay, thank you for that. Fuck Reddit. Um <laughs> I just want to say sorry for sorry to our eventual uh Reddit followers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking of making a Reddit and then I was like, mm, I don't know about like, that. Like we don't we we shouldn't uh like show a defensive Tumblr and then shit on Reddit considering like all types of people are everywhere, blah blah blah. Reddit is bad though. <laughs> just just put in in uh, the the uh, subreddit description SJW Cox only. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that will be the description. I just okay. Before we risk tangenting into fucking space, um I just wanna say I Googled the the phrase time crime Two words. And the, the top story is Alexandria Duval acquitted of murder of twin. Holy fuck. I'm like, what? Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, I just really wanted to, to state that phrase because it's terrible. Anyway. <laughs> and y'all at home can just carry that as we move on to the next category. Which is mystery. Which, uh, I'm not sure what I have to say about this game. It's very upfront. It's very flat. But what what do we have for a mystery? What's mysterious about this game other than all the stuff that's in Japanese? Actually, just include that, too, because that's going to be our whole topic. What does that fishman's dick do? Why? Why rabbits? That's actually all I have written in my notes. Why are rabbits such a prominent... People in rabbit costumes such a prominent feature of this uh, game because they're fast. The end. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> because if... they fuck. Uh... <laughs> fuck. Okay. Uh, I am wondering if the like announcers being what they are and one of them being a rabbit person. I'm wondering if uh, there's any sort of reference intended in there to some Japanese pop culture at the time because they definitely have had like uh, TV personalities they've had th- there's the 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 traditional uh, two person stand up routine and there are two announcers uh, wait I think there's also there are yeah. two announcers and one of them's human but I don't think it's a pop culture reference I think I don't think this game made any pop culture references. I mean, I guess there's no way we could know if only we had Sakarina here. Damn it, Sakarina. Why you gotta be so busy and doing things and have a life? Is Sakarina also an expert on early 90s Japanese pop culture? Oh no, I'm just completely lumping all the responsibility of knowing Japan onto one person. Hi, Sakarina. You know everything about Japan. That's If you're listening to this... You, you're now obligated to join the podcast every time because you're our only Japanese correspondent. Sakarina I... firsthand experienced the romance of the Three Kingdoms. Is that what it was called? He, al- he also yeah. knows about... I have some questions about the Tokugawa era that I would like you to answer, Sakarina. Hi, Sakarina. <laughs> If you're listening to this, we're talking directly to you. All other podcasters, turn it off for two minutes. Hi, Sakarina. 
tell us about the Tokugawa po- uh, podcast. The Tokugawa podcast. Fuck. I've had too much time. Karina, can you please explain to me exactly what happened during the Battle of Sakigahara? Can you explain to me the rise and fall of Japanese birth rates over the decades? Yes, I want de- I want statistics. I don't want any of this like I, I want hard facts. Thank you, Sakarina. Goodbye. <laughs> um fuck. Okay, so I want to tell you exactly what I have written down for my mystery notes. I've written down two lines. I wrote Fuck you with a question mark, which was in, in reference to the little guy flipping you off. I it makes me wonder if they knew what that meant. They must have fucking known. It was nineteen ninety it's not nineteen 19- 10 they knew what was going on here so they knew what they were doing i'm sure they know they just maybe don't like me like did the japanese see us flipping people off and think oh that's cute and weird and american i mean we don't know how serious it is i see it all the time in like kids comics in japanese kids comics yeah like it's in dragon ball all over the place people flip each other off oh that's good sakurina why does rudy hate kurosawa movies so much I don't think there's a rational explanation of Rudy's film tastes. <laughs> and that's why I like them. Sakarina, please explain uh, Mono no Aware and Umami to me simultaneously. <clears throat> I don't know anything. Um, the other note I, mean, I, I know Umami. Umami is. It's the mommy taste. Wait, no! God! <laughs> it's the meat taste. Hi, Perry's mom. <laughs> It's the mommy taste. I was going to say something about, like, something really gross and anatomical, but I'm not going to now because I'm, um, you, you topped that immediately. Because I did. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Why does the rabbit, is the rabbit, look, I haven't watched it in a while, isn't the rabbit guy that piles up the pillows an actual rabbit? And not someone in a rabbit costume. He's like an actual anthropomorphic rabbit. I mean, he has like, well, he, <laughs> the rabbit has white paws and white white feet. What is it's furry all over? So it's definitely an anthropomorphic. It has a little cotton tail. That's the a, that's thing a rabbit. is that um, the true facts of the fucking world we live in is that if you put on a costume, you are literally that thing. Okay. I mean, I'm down with that. No, this is definitely a person in a costume. I'm looking at uh, the rabbit again, and he is wearing a robe, a kimono over his uh, costume. So it's layered levels of costumes. See, I just wanted... Why wouldn't wouldn't, uh, just a rabbit person... Also want to wear a kimono during a formal uh, reward, reward ceremony. It is important. pillows. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that's really throwing this off is that it has opposable thumbs if it can pick up those pillows. And rabbits don't have that. But anthropomorphized rabbits might, so I think I'm just really the Rabbits imagining. also don't have bushy black eyebrows, and this guy definitely has bushy black eyebrows rabbits have bushy black i had a rabbit with bushy black eyebrows i named him uh tom after tom Selleck. i've completely made that up i'm sorry um (laughs) i want to tell you the other how dare you lie during this podcast i my sister had a, a guinea pig named brownie and it died after two years 
and 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 guinea pigs can actually live up to like 12 years it turns out that if you if you have one guinea pig it gets lonely and dies from loneliness i just thought you should, we should all know i can't that. imagine what that's like <laughs> so this podcast is for so you don't die i had a hamster named bear because i really liked bears so i named my hamster bear and it bit me a lot why isn't there a hamster in this game I had a ham, but my very first pet, apparently, because I don't remember it, was named was a hamster named Crackers, which is also my first word. And my my wife and I share this, and that our first words were food, because her first word was apparently hamburger. So that's fun. That's com. That's fairly complex for a baby. It was meant to be. Unless she was a full-grown adult when she said that as her first word. Yeah, when I met her, she didn't talk, and then she said hamburger, and I knew we were getting married. <laughs> the first thing she said to you was hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh- sorry, sorry, my head cannons are spiraling out of control of your relationship. I I have become ship destroyer of brains. Um, she just takes your hands and hers, looks you in the eyes, says hamburger, and it was the first thing she had ever said in her life, and that's how you knew. That's what I knew. Yeah, that's what I knew. We were soulmates. And I said I crackers, thought... and that was my first word. <laughs> I thought dumb. we were going to be Nels together, but it turns out we are not Nels. We have denelled one another. Now we shall eat Ham Crackers. Ham crackers. Crack burgers. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Okay, okay, this is the worst episode. We have to talk about the video game. Let's go back to the video game. My other note for mystery, so I wrote down, fuck you. My other note was racing baby, because one of the characters is a racing baby. That was all I had for mystery. Why is a baby racing? I, where are any of the characters? I never saw any of them anywhere. I, you have to go to the, the password screen and then not put in a password, and then you get the character select. But it's not clear that it's a character select because it also looks like all the cutscenes. Well, cutscenes being a very uh, generous God, that's word. confusing. It is. So there's, yeah, there's the baby, there's the girl, the girl. That's her defining characteristic. There's the old man, and then there's the regular dude who loves racing. Um, I thought the regular dude was the one who loved eating. No, that's the baby. <laughs> He's complex, or no? Wait, oh, never mind. You're nope. saying it's just the baby. <laughs> the baby has a has a, a popsicle in its character in in their character selection. No, no, screen. it's definitely the regular boy. The regular oh. boy loves eating. Well, maybe I don't know. I wasn't paying. Maybe that much we attention. all perceive boys differently. It's like maybe that we thing. perceive different people as boys. Maybe maybe red is green to someone else. We can't know. Maybe boys are babies and babies are boys. And they love they love food or they love racing. This is baby boy. Know. You stay on my mind. I <laughs> um, hamburgers and crackers all the time. I don't know what the song is. <laughs> well, it was a good follow up for not knowing what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I guess we're done with mystery because we all are pretty convinced that this game makes perfect sense. I mean, I'm down with moving on to our next category, but any other any other takers for mystery? It's very direct. I do still wonder where that sea monster dick is and what that sea monster dick do. But I guess I have to be content in not knowing. It is hidden in a sheath, and it does 
it it makes shapes with water. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> it makes shapes with water. <laughs> yep, that's what the fish dick do. Fuck. Okay. Um. Let's move on to our our next topic, which is the salary man corner corner corner. <laughs> Um, I didn't play it, <laughs> but we, we played our very first Pachi slot game, which I, I only discovered in my big old spreadsheet because it's, it's categorized as gambling, which I guess is its whole other, an, another category. So I, we would have accidentally played one of these, but I, I split them all off and we played big Ichigeki Pachi slot Daikoryaku. Daikoryaku? Fucking... Anyway, yeah. it's a Pachi slot Daikoryaku. Game. Thank you for getting that nice pr- pronunciation. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> I mean, you did fine. You did fine. Um, so... I Wait, should I start this off? Go for it. I mean, go for it. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess I, I maybe played it the most. Um, okay, so... Uh, this game starts off, like, really great. The title screen or like the 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 beginning of it sort of the attract mode is it when it starts up is that part of the attract mode or is that exclusively when you wait well i guess if it's uh like arcades are doing anyway anyway so attract mode when it starts up um it's do it's showing like it shows uh the patchy slot machine in the background it's like the the display of it um which is most of what you're going to be seeing in this game and over the front of it, there's uh, you just see all this text scrolling upward that makes like no sense unless you know like probably all of the code I guess that goes into Apache slot machine, and it's scrolling up as this fairly wicked tune plays. I remember thinking like, whoa, this looks really cool because it reminded me a lot of like the intro to Mega Man X, where it's just like a whole bunch of text going on explaining like, oh, this is what the robot does, blah blah blah. This is what the robot is like, and such and such so like it seemed very like this is like in hella deep on uh, what apache slot machine does uh in fact uh when i mentioned that wicked tune i hope you can put in the song that plays there because i thought it was kind of nice it's also kind of important because when you actually play the game there is no music really puts you right there in uh, the cold and lonely patchy slot parlor just you and your cup of tokens or your cup of cigarette butts (laughs) you got cigarette butts in one hand tokens in another you're taking shots out of each yes I was going to say you're drinking the cigarette butts Liquefied cigarette butts are my favorite, for sure. So, there's like a whole bunch of machines that all have pretty good names. I wish I could remember them. I know there's like Big Planet something, there's Tropicana, there's Eve something. Ah, fuck. I wish I could pull this up, Um, but I don't trust my computer to not crash trying to run both RetroArc and uh, Discord voice chat at the same time um 
let's see. There's uh okay, so the thing that impressed me the most with this was that it seemed like it was a very, very in-depth for hobbyists who enjoy patchy slot enough that they know how the machines work because when you first go to a machine, it shows the Super Nintendo controller and it shows what each of the buttons do correlated to an actual switch or something on the machine. And you have to push, uh, I think it's the A button, to turn on the machine. And then you're allowed to press start to game, as it says. And when you're actually fiddling around with the machine and stuff, there's the regular, like, you put in the tokens, you spin the thing, you try to stop it, blah, 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 you get tokens. It is a, it is a Sisyphean task that is playing patchy slot but if you hit the shoulder buttons it pulls up this long list of options including uh uh either tokens or medals or something which is just putting in more coins uh there's graphs which i believe shows uh all of your play time on there thus far which you can save i believe um like it shows a graph of like your wins and your losses this little line as it goes along the chart to show like your progress um there's one that shows like you can read up on what each um slot in the patchy slot like what each of those spinning uh things i don't actually know the terminology of these machines like it shows what all the symbols are in what row uh you can read up on different information about each machine. I think these may be based on real machines. I'm not actually certain since one of them is titled original. Um, though that's the one that you can customize, which is another interesting thing. You can customize your own machine and you can change how fast it goes or how slow you can look at all these different things. That I don't understand at all. There's just so much going on here that I really wish Sakarina was here because this is like entirely his shit. It's like there's just so much fucking uh patchy slot knowledge just buried into what is a fucking throwaway uh make it and get a buck off of it Super Nintendo game. It blows me away. I I want to kind of bulk this up by saying I, I read about patchy slot machines on Wikipedia. There's a couple of really choice quotes that I think may inform what's going on here. Um, first of all, I just want to say Japanese slot machines known as Pachisuro or patchy slot are a descendant of the traditional Japanese pachinko game. Okay, cool. Um, and then they have tons of regulations. So one of them is that where is it? I gotta find it. Basically that, oh, okay. All reels must be accompanied by buttons which allow players to manually stop them, which is not regulated in the United States. Some of them have them, some of them don't, is my understanding. Reels may not spin faster than 80 RPM, and reels must stop within 0.19 seconds of a button press. In practice, this means that machines cannot let reels slip more than four symbols. So more so than any slot machine in the States, Pachi Slot games are games of skill sort of kind of not really but kind of that's um, probably the only way they can get around them existing at all yeah exactly and you can you know four slots four symbols is a lot like you can really fuck yeah with that. like four symbols it's not even on there anymore like there's you're just like completely guessing yeah so 
Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt you here. <laughs> no, that's fine. Like, no, I, there, there's a lot of interesting information here. Um, there's certain things where if you lose a lot, the the bonus goes up. And because of the stock Renchon and Tenjo systems, it is possible to make money by simply playing machines on which someone has just lost a huge amount of money. This is called being a hyena. So that's kind of interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. And then my, this is my very favorite part of the Wikipedia article because it's very clear this hasn't been edited in more than 11 years. So, okay. Um, all Pachisuro machines must be reevaluated for regulation compliance every three years. Version 4.0 came out in 2004. So that means all those machines with the up to 10,000 coin payouts will be removed from service by 2007. Only time will tell how these changes will affect the Japanese Pachisuro industry. <laughs> so that really tickled oh, my wow. bone. That, where's, what happened? Who knows what's Who knows? going on there right now? Yeah, I was I was really impressed with the sort of lack of information there. <laughs> I mean, it, tellingly, it's a subheading of the slot machine article on Wikipedia, so nobody fucking cares. <laughs> I have actually have a note on the play of this game. After you have pressed the down button to activate the plunger or the arm of this one-armed bandit, I'm sorry, uh, you cannot slam and jam just Y, X, A in quick succession because there's a long period uh after there's a period where it's the button where it will eat your input yeah and that i mean there would be a sort of base mechanical satisfaction to just bam i did a button and it and it and a thing happened but it doesn't give you that in conclusion uh patchy slot is garbage and for babies you heard yes, it here. Patchy slot is yes. for chain smoking babies that have nothing to live for. <laughs> Hi, Sakarina. <laughs> and I want to note that I'm pretty sure that many of these machines are real and that this is a training for the actual machines because you can also pull up a view of uh, all of the icons. Uh, that updates in real time so you can get good at stopping the Pashi slot machine at the right time. All right. Well, that's, I mean, this is, I think this is a good one because it's an overview of Pachi slot. This is going to come up every once in a while. So now we kind of know what they are. Yay. There was a dolphin on mine. It was kind of cute, I guess. Dolphins are also awful. You heard it here last. I'm getting a phone call. I have to answer it. I'll be right back. Okay, well, since Clint popped out for a second, I'm actually going to try and look up the names of those machines that are in the game because I want to. Okay, this is this game is very loud, so I'm sorry if I'm being loud, but I'm reading off the names of the machines, and they are Flipper 3. That's the Dolphin 1. Uh, let's see. Pegasus Warp R. Eve X, Eve being like a woman, uh, Tropicana, 
New Pulsar Super Planet and Pegasus 412, which I don't know what that means. And then there's Original, Pegasus which is the one that you can customize. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, Pegasus 420 would be a much better one, in my opinion. Sorry, I'm back now. I was getting a phone call from an automated thing because I'm having a mattress delivered tomorrow, and it was trying to get me to go through something, and then it, it freaked out, and I just hung up on it. <laughs> <laughs> the robot was like, please take the mattress. And you were like, no, God, I please. can't handle the reploids <laughs> or, yeah. the whatever, or the replicants or whatever. Either. I was looking at hammers on eBay, as one does, and there was one some guy had was a rounding hammer some guy had forged out that had a number stamped on it in addition to a bunch of other nonsense stamped on it that was decorative and i thought it was a weed reference but it turns out it was just a serial number he was putting serial numbers on his on his hammers which was disappointing his serial number was weed lord 42069 are serial numbers yes. anything like alphabet soup Exactly. 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 <clears throat> All right. Are we are we good with Pachi Slot? I think we're good. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What's the next category? <laughs> thank thank you for that intro. The next category is poetry. Uh, which, yeah, like you said, it would be better if any of us understood Japanese on a real level. Um, but what do, what do we have for poetry? <laughs> we can always find that visual poetry, which I, is... I have an empty space in my notebook for poetry, and in its own way, that is poetic. When you play as the lady who wants a big house in the, the, the Grand Prix mode, and you win... Then you uh, you get a big house, but then the pictures imply she spends all of her time cleaning her big house. Oh my, it's like a monkey's paw. I learned an important lesson. Was it a poetic lesson? Could be. My god, it's like a Jumanji. <laughs> it's not a Jumanji at all. It's a monkey's paw. But it's, that a, is... ju it's a Jumanji's foot. Can we yes. please start calling them just a Jumanji instead of a monkey's <laughs> paw? I, the thing is that uh, I normally, anytime, uh, like this is one of my little inside jokes that for some reason I developed and decided never to correct because you must correct your humor so that it doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> anytime, anytime any sort of like shitty situation happens to people where just kind of like things don't happen the way that they were intended... Um, I refer to it as a gift of the Magi situation. Nice. I like it. <laughs> I gotta say, you've done a bad job correcting your humor to not have any of it, because you're pretty funny. <laughs> she didn't have enough, quite enough money to get from the Grand Prix winnings to buy her house, so she sold her uh, hover bike to make the uh, her hover bike to make the down payment but 
then her only skill is hover bike racing, so she cannot afford the property taxes or actually any of her mortgage payments. Um, just like Gift of the Magi. Just like just Jumanji. Like gift of the, yes. <laughs> gift just of like, Jumanji. Just like Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, starring Jack Black. I'm gonna watch that movie, and I don't. I'm I'm preemptively not regretting it. <laughs> um, fuck yeah, I don't have a lot to say for poetry. There's a wolf. There's a fish man. Dick status unknown. Um, that's about all I got. Dick colon n- not the body place. Uh, anyway, uh, question mark. Dick colon ground zeros. Dick departed for parts unknown. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I guess I guess we should move on to harmony. This is the shortest poetry section ever. See, Tolba, this is what happens when you ask what we have left. We just drop everything and leave. We're yeah, done. I, I'm I'm okay with that. This episode is running very long and has so many tangents. And it's yeah, it's it's kind of gotten away from itself. So, have I ever talked to any of you about my dad? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no more tangents. <laughs> no more tangents. No more tangents. Okay, um, let's move on to Harmony. Uh, th- uh, wait, no, I have to do the music cue. Our final topic is Harmony. dun 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 there are better games, but there are not better screensavers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, as always, I feel like this game sets out what it went meant to do, which is be a cool party game, but it's also a neat horse racing game, which is really surprising. So, uh, yeah, harmonious, uh, yes. A race where, in where you are the horse sometimes. You are the horse. In video games, you are the horse. Be the horse. Okay, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> That's a Molly newism, isn't it? It's like, in video games, you can be the horse. You could be the horse, you can love the horse, you could take the horse's hoof and lead it to its own death. This is video games. You can even lead it to water and make it drink only in video games. Video games are fantastical places where you can touch horse and maybe even kick horse, but then you'll die. Yeah, you'll and die. It, and in the Mass Immune Chirau video game, horse will... I'm sorry, I need you to repronounce that immediately. I think it's no, Mesa Muni? Massa Mune. Thank you. It's like I just happened to hear In, uh, yesterday. Mesa Mune. I was, I was just watching... <laughs> I was watching a video on Chrono Trigger yesterday and I just happened to hear the guy pronounce the sword Mass Immune and I like had it's actually pronounced Nubblies <laughs> thank you I would definitely pronounce it Mesa Muni like I had some type of bodily failure as soon as I had heard that some I'm kind going down to the store I'm gonna get myself a Mesa Muni you know what I mean 
I'm sorry, that's just one of those things, one of those, one of the Japanese words that you encounter when you're like nine years old, and so it gets encoded in your DNA. Kind of like Mario? Wrong, yes. Like, I don't actually care that much. I just find it like an especially egregious and therefore kind of hilarious pronunciation. I don't especially care that much, but I actually do care that much. I'm sorry that I ruined my tasteless joke about people being fucked by horsemen with by my egregious, thoughtless mispronunciation. Oh, was this all about Masamune Shiro's uh, porn, uh, porn comics? All of those oil ladies? It is always about those porn comics with the oil ladies. Oil ladies. I don't know what the fuck you were talking about, but I'm, I'm oh, happy enough. You shouldn't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> I mean, when you refer to the porn comics with the oil ladies, I assume you just mean literally everything he's ever drawn. Because well, all yes. of his women look so oily. No, they, they reached new levels of oiliness after he made comics that people actually wanted to read. I think after a certain point, he was just... <clears throat> excuse me. He was just financially secure enough that he could just follow his bliss, and his bliss was women covered with oil and various, often bizarrely CG-created monsters. And And anyway, this is a children's game, so... Yeah, (laughs) and some of them may or may not appear in this children's game. For all you know, underneath their racing suits, they're just filled with oil. Just, like, squeaking around in their rubber racing suits filled with oil. It's going to be really that, a lovely that's game. That's how they go fast. And they're greased up. I mean, that does make sense. That does check out. The controls in this game do feel particularly greasy. <laughs> it does feel greasy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I felt greasy playing this game, but it wasn't because of the game. It was because of all the chat about oily women that you knew was coming up, that you just knew was going to happen happen. I have a I assumed it was actually because you uh, greased up your hands with sticks of butter so you, your hands didn't chafe while holding your Super Famicom controller. This is my new yes, YouTube channel. Yes, it was for professionalism. <laughs> my new YouTube channel is The Buttery Gamer. <laughs> we just, I just dip my hands in butter and try and play games and I get a million views every video. <laughs> Look. Hey gamers, welcome to my Minecraft channel. Hold on a second. Okay, let's do it. Curry's a Curry is MLG. Curry is a true pro. Curry knows all the proper lubricants. <laughs> they have tried them all, and they have at last settled upon unsalted butter. Butter is actually banned from most esports because it makes you too good at video games. <laughs> it's true. You know, I could talk about I know my. Firsthand. Oh, I'm sorry. I just talked right over you. <laughs> no, I talked over you. You go ahead. I could, I was gonna say I have another story about my paternal grandfather and a stick of butter, but I'm not gonna go into that. I like that. Oh, that's, is our your unspoken pretend- mystery. Is your paternal grandfather the reason we can't use butter during Counter-Strike matches? <laughs> I assumed Maybe. it was because... I assumed it was why we can't bring butter on trains. 
<laughs> yeah, it's too too vulgar. Don't put butter on a train, folks. You're gonna get kicked off. So, Curry, when you're training for a tournament, do you go off the butter for like a few weeks so that you're butter butter? Also, Shred, were you? About to quote the opening line of Book of the New Sun earlier, I heard you say presentiment. I never quote anything, ever. <laughs> Everything Shrug says is 100% a Shrug original. Never, never been. Except that time that you went through a whole single-sentence paragraph of Moby Dick. Last episode. What's no, Moby that, that Dick? was also original because he wrote Moby Dick. Oh, what fuck. about all of those Wu Tang Mad Libs? What's Wu Tang? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you when you're older. Oh. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> I think. Wait, Curry. Do you have a mystery topic? Uh, wait. Uh, have we? Oh wait, a mystery topic, or do you mean a bonus topic? A bonus. I've been calling it the mystery topic. Do we have a bonus topic for this week? <laughs> Okay, yeah, I've got I do have a bonus topic, but did we already run out of topics? Yeah, we're in harmony. Okay, we're in harmony now. So like the thing would be after harmony, right? Or or are we changing it now? I'm changing it now. We've been talking about butter for too uh, long. We're we've been recording for... nothing but shit posts, so I mean, okay, so the thing is that bonus categories are by themselves tangents. So <laughs> The bonus category is what would you do with a stick of butter at a counter strike tournament? Okay, no. Um, okay, so if y'all are really ready for this, I was gonna ask, what if real world vehicles controlled like how you control the vehicle in this? Oh my god, my car would be even more fucked up than it is now. Well, do, do you mean also that they are undamaged when you crash into walls and explosives and stuff? Sure, yeah. Oh. Take it however you want. Oh, driving would be so much more fun, and oh, yeah. uh, nothing bad would happen. Uh, Actually, I mean, I mean the car would be fine. The people inside? Well, the, you are external to the car in this game. Your battle racer gets knocked around just as much as his or her or their motorbike, and they seem okay. fine. Okay, so we're we're now supposing that we... In this hypothetical, we exist in a world in which we all ride motorbikes instead of uh, any sort of alternative. That the, it has been considered the the superior choice to uh, cars. Well, and they're just safer, even though they look like they're not safe. You can't actually get hurt on them. See, this is good. This is good because the, the science shows this. Yeah. No, I, I've been in exactly. I've been in two car wrecks. Um, the first one. <clears throat> was, oh boy, here's a story. Um, it was about 12 years ago or something. I went with a couple of- You were of my... taking a girl on a date to see uh, Crash, uh, directed <laughs> by David Cronenberg, yeah. and you were cosplaying as James Dean, and on the way home, you just plowed right into a guardrail. It's, <laughs> except for all the first part, yes, plowed right into a guardrail. Um, 
<laughs> but that that was fun. That was fine. We had a whole bunch of weed in the car, and then a cop came, and my friend hid the weed, and then we got a ride from the cop, and there was weed in the cop car. I didn't know any of this at the time, so it was a real mess. Um, but the other one was my the, the one that actually impacts my life even today because I saw the same car. So I was coming home from a grocery store, and <clears throat> the light turned green, and I made a left into another car. I just drove straight into another car. Um, it was really, really stupid. And there was no weed involved in that at all. So that would be way more fun if I could make a left into another car, and they just sort of did a 360 and then continued driving. Like, that would be way, way better. So yes, I, I enjoy this world, and I would drive like a fucking maniac. <laughs> I... Would be uncomfortable in a hovering car. Oh, I imagine the motion sickness would be unbearable uh, to actually be in any of these vehicles. That's actually the real reason uh, they grease up their helmets before putting them on. Uh, it's so that it's easy to clean out after all of the battle racers uh, have vomited on uh, inside their own helmet. Actually, this, the second time I was in a car accident probably was a lot like a, being in a car that controls like one of these because I went around a turn and hit a patch of black ice and just sort of kept drifting off to the side and my car fishtailed. I hit the guardrail, bounced off like a bumper car, spun around did a full, like, did kind of a full 180 and ended up in the middle of the road staring back the way I had come. Unfortunately, there was a gap in traffic so on the incredibly busy road, so nobody could, uh, nobody hit me. And I just sat there for a bit and stared, and then I got to the side of the road, and then I looked, got out, looked at my tires in the car and went, huh and then i got back in the car and drove back to town because it was a rural road where i could actually you know turn around and on my way there i passed a bunch of emergency vehicles going the other way and got into town pulled into a went, well i need gas i got some gas sat there for a bit gathered myself went right back down that road and on my way back I saw that all those emergency vehicles were turning around uh, with their lights on near where I had spun out so I guess they were looking for me but and that was my birthday a few years ago so I think I've been in a vehicle that, that controls like this and it was unpleasant so what you're saying is Battlecross taught you road safety Yes. Retrospectively. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I have this stupid thing in my brain <clears throat> where sometimes if I get a headache and then let's say two hours later I hit my head, I think, oh, maybe that's what caused my headache. I think this is what happened is you did learn from Battlecross before you had the car wreck. So, uh, yes. Anyway. And I'm revealing that I'm incredibly illogical person. <laughs> Every moment is happening simultaneously. Clint just exists outside of time, which explains why we talked about 
uh, battle cross for two and a half hours already. <laughs> if only we could learn to experience time in a non-linear fashion. Clint is the answer. We must dissect him. Hey, <laughs> you can just uh, you can just ingest something from me. I'm getting gross. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of that time you were talking about eating mushrooms and then people would pee and then eat, drink their own pee and be high again. So that's what I'm thinking of. Was that on what? the D&D podcast? <laughs> I think that was on the D&D podcast. I was talking about the shamanic practices of uh, northern people. Okay, okay, good. By the way, I just, I'm, we're not at the end of the northern podcast. Northern people, meaning people who live in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle, oh, you Norway, Iceland, <laughs> Alaska. Yeah, we're the we're the get high, drink piss kind of people. That's that's actually the the motto of Seattle is get high, drink piss. Uh, <laughs> the person who came up with that motto was too high to realize the correct order is drink piss, get high. Well, you got to get high first to drink the piss that gets you high. I mean, really, I you mean, would say get it's pi- cyclical. Yeah, thank you. Get it's high, drink implied. piss. Get it's high, drink piss. Just like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, it's like poetry. It rhymes. But in your body and its piss. <laughs> yes. Battlecross, oh. it's piss. Harm, harmony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's Speaking it. Speaking of this cyclical podcast. things. Oh, fuck. I think we've done it. I think we've ended this podcast. On. Are we? Oh, are we skipping harmony? Wait, no, we did harmony. We're on, the, we're on your bonus topic. I thought you said that we were changing it so we were doing the bonus first and then no, harmony afterwards. We finished harmony. We only talked about harmony for like three minutes. It's very harmoniously adorbs. Yes, this was the cutest screen. This was an an extremely successful episode where we talked about the game exclusively. (laughs) Yep, we stayed on topic the whole time. Have fun editing this, Clint. Oh, I'm not editing this. I've decided that I'm just going to please delete like ninety percent of the unfunny tangents we had. Just. When we finish recording this, take your hard drive and throw it out the window. <laughs> That's the only way. The podcast the episode this week is just going to be me like singing Tom Jones' greatest hits. That's going to be what we're what I'm doing. I've decided it would be better. <laughs> I really you should just this. like censor any particularly egregious uh, tangent with uh, you doing acapella covers of Tom Jones. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. It's not unusual. Okay, um, that's it for this podcast, because I'm losing my fucking mind. And we've been going for two hours and eight minutes, according to the recording. So, uh, yeah, I think we're good. Um, <laughs> so, Smash that motherfucking eject button. Yep, just hit the... We're done. That's it. Um, so, yeah, hey, everybody. Where could people find you if they want more of you? I'm Shrug. Uh, I'm at Shrugopolis on Twitter. Sometimes I probably talk about piss there. I mostly just reblog very rarely or retweet very rarely. Where am I? Where I'm shrug on them forums and I am a piss drinking dwarf on the podcast. Tulpa will probably mention piss. <laughs> I and Tulpa, and you can find me, if you should so choose, on Twitter under the name of Memorious Tulpa. 
And if you so choose, you can hear of our Dungeons and Dragons adventures at No Rangers Allowed, which you can find anywhere podcasts can be found. I promise that we do not really talk about piss that much, despite Shrug's misguided attempts to ruin me. I'm I've been your co-host Courier Rice. I'm Courier Rice on the selectbutton.net forums. I'm Courier Rice on Twitter, and I also run the snexploration.tumblr.com microblog where I mostly just reblog things and have funny tags. Uh but occasionally I remember to actually say, "Hey, by the way, an episode came out." So, follow that. Yeah, definitely follow that because it's it's between the Twitter and the Tumblr. That is the source of the Snexploration aesthetic, which is uh, basically vaporwave and nerdy shit, but a lot of good stuff. Um, <laughs> so I have been Virtual Clint. You can find me on Twitter as Virtual Clint. Um, if you like this podcast, please spread the word. Uh, tell your... Fuck, I didn't write this. Tell your parole officer. Uh, tell your IT person... <laughs> Anybody, just to, you just tell people about this because that's the best way to spread the word about any podcast. This is what I've learned from the Adventure Zone. Um, and leave us some reviews on iTunes. And it, pardon, I do have to edit out this silence because I'm actually going to check the iTunes see if we had any reviews and I fucking forgot. So hold on. There's also a silence that you had like halfway through when you had to go answer the door or a call or something. A robot. Yeah, I have to I have to edit that out as well. It doesn't look like we have any new reviews on on iTunes. So god damn it, write me a review or write us an email at snexploration s n exploration at gmail.com. I'll probably read that too. Whatever you say if you got a question for one of us, one of us amazing podcasters, if you want me to say something very embarrassing, I'll do it because I am a sucker. Um, something I would something I would like to say to the listeners is that by the way, we do not uh we do not what is the what is the word for this? We do not spite you for not sending anything and we are not really angry, but we would love to get your commentary. I'm furious. I am just as angry as Shrug. <laughs> Don't piss off Shrug and Tulpa, but you're two hosts. We're very reasonable people. <laughs> Um, yeah, like don't shrug, don't don't shrug off, don't piss off shrug because he's beefy and Tulpa's lanky, and together that's like that's extremely dangerous. Don't shrug off piss. <laughs> okay, um, so I made a website. You can find it at www.snes.zone snes.zone it has links to the twitter feed which is where you can vote for games it has links to the tumblr so you can click on that it's also snexploration.tumblr.com it has short bios for everybody who's ever been on the podcast social media links for all of them and a couple of other fun things um, also on the uh, tumblr is a list of everybody's favorite episodes who's been on the podcast which i think is great i need to link to that on the Wait, website do we have do we have bios for people on the tumblr no, not on the Tumblr. That's on the, the website. Snest.zone. Okay, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> You're like, I didn't do that. I was How like, did... shit. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, okay. I got to go quickly do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can find it on the website. So I'm going to link to those uh, favorite apps on the, uh, on, the, on the website so that it goes to the Tumblr. Anyway, um, and as always, for more inane video game discussion, jump into the selectbutton.net forums. You can find all of us there. We have a great time. We talk about video game shit and also all of our personal issues. Um, <laughs> the next podcast, 
will be up on February 24th. So two weeks from today. Uh, and just FYI, I haven't really ever made this clear. We update every two weeks on Saturday. That is how this works. Um, anyway, it's time to find out what three games you'll be voting on on the Twitter. Again, go to the Twitter for, to vote Snexploration at Twitter. Um, and you should be able to catch the last hours of the vote if you're listening to this right as the episode goes up. But otherwise, just follow us. Come on. I retweet it like every other day, so you should see it. Anyway, um, the next three games up for the decision are... You're going to love this. Gun Force, Battle Fire Engulfed Terror Island. Ooh, that's supposed to be a good one. I, I, I think I played this just because of the title a long, long time ago, but I don't remember anything about it. It's a great title, though, isn't it? It is. It's very, it, it, it says it all. It's, it's Battle Fire Engulfed Terror Island. Yes, it says it all. B-F-E-T-I. Um, the, the next game is Mickey's Playtown Adventure hyphen a day of discovery exclamation point, which I feel like is probably <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's a me, Mickey Mouse. Oh. <laughs> it's a me, your favorite Mickey Mouse. This, this is my voice. I, lo- I love the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> so Mickey's Playtown Adventure was never actually released. Fuck! God, I didn't um, look any of these up, and so we've got another unreleased game. So, Shit! God, there's a lot of prototypes. I, I, hmm, I should probably find some way to filter those out. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's our we prototype should just have cover. a prototype only episode where we just take care of like ten prototypes in a single episode. I mean, I am personally pretty okay with us having prototype episodes. I mean, just like just having prototypes be picked for episodes because it's not like we really stay on topic anyway. <laughs> And, this is and everything, true. everything is merely fodder for our inane tangents. But yeah. the SEO, <laughs> yeah, now my SEO, our SEO is fucked. Like we just played Battle Cross. <laughs> um, yeah. oh, so what's the third game? Oh yes, okay. So if you've forgotten, we've got Gun Force, we've got Mickey's Playtown Adventure, and then we've got The Jungle Book. Is our third game? Two Disney games. Mm-hmm. And I, oh my god, an opportunity to talk about colonialism. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, uh, who's I'm all up for, for it. A let's read of the jungle book. <laughs> oh god. That, isn't a let's read just an audiobook, or do you have to have like over the top reactions too? <laughs> no, if it's an audiobook, you do have over the top reactions. It's me, Sher Khan. I'm evil. <laughs> it's a me, Sher Khan. It's a me, Sher Khan. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those are. I think three. that's the wrong kind of racism for the Jungle Book. <laughs> oh God, we're all. Well, that so fixes our SEO. I think. Should poetry just be somebody reading White Man's Burden in its entirety for that one? No. By somebody no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean truck. Okay. I mean, okay, so you get the idea. You've got Gun Force, which is apparently great, Mickey's Playtime, which was never released, and the Jungle Book, and if you vote for that, we're just gonna talk about colonialism, and I'm sorry. Um it's just Well, <laughs> we're not happen. editorializing or anything. No, I'm not ed- <laughs> fuck. Most people vote before they listen to the episode, to be fair. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> God. So, I guess, until next time, it's not Kirby's Air Ride, that third mode that nobody liked. 
It's not... Uh... Pole position? <laughs> it's not Mario Kart. It's not... Need for Speed 17... Go piss on a cop... The stream adventure? It actually is that. It's not oh, shit. It's not any racing game that has ever been made because it's Battlecross. And as always, it's not Chuck Rock. One of these days it's gonna be Chuck Rock and I'm just gonna I'm gonna fucking freak out. I'm not gonna have any any ability to do this podcast if we play Chuck Rock. Okay, well, goodbye everyone. Goodbye. Take up the white man's burden. Send forth the best ye breed. No, nope, no, nope, oh, nope. save, save it, save it. it. Really, oh, fuck. It really, it really puts its best foot, for, foot forward. Send forth the best ye breed. Incredible. Pull the plug, Mom. <laughs> Click. Thanks to Schnabubula for allowing the use of his incredible song, Playing Super Mario World While Taking Mushrooms. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Bye-bye.